0: everybody welcome again to the borderline podcast with me your host andrew willicks guys we're finishing the week strong back in my own residence i'm happy to welcome adams valeting how are you buddy i'm good thank you and good how are you pronounced for Valetting? Valletin. Uh, valeting <laughs> <laughs> no the worst of it was is that um i was speaking to somebody at uh, work the other day actually about doing this podcast and I'd said that I wasn't actually too sure how they um, how it pronounced it, and he corrected me then. Yeah. But he also said that you do a super, super, super job. Well, that's good or to know. Sorry, so, you're quite a common name anyway. Hi. Yeah, I uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Those of you who maybe don't know you so well, who are you? Sorry.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm Adam. Yeah. I own Adam's Valeting and Detailing, um, which I started. February will be two years, so we're coming up to two years now, yes. based in Colingham.
0: Uh, nice, nice, nice. But you didn't start that way. No, no. I've, uh, <laughs> and that, and no, then, no. Here we go.
1: I've had a drastic career change from yeah. marine biology. Marine to bi- and that really
0: interests me. Yeah. Um, I used to, for a, a waffle on about a lockdown an animal biology at university, marine biology was something that I'd kind of considered, but it was just I <laughs> went to Napier at the time that I don't think they were actually doing Marine biology. Or Nothing in on it at the time. It was, it was something like that. You confirm uh, I Don't think Napier did it. No, they
1: <laughs> recently, semi-recently Semi- started
0: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where did you study? Sorry,
1: uh, Bangor, Bangor in North Wales.
0: Oh, nice. Is that where you're from originally?
1: No, I'm from Warwickshire originally. Ah, so yeah. Right,
0: so you kind of all over. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the Midlands. <laughs> there's not much water around
0: there. Yeah. No. So, so, w- I, so how did you kind of go towards marine biology?
1: Um, it was something I wanted to do since probably like I was eight, Yeah, I was like mad for anything in the ocean. Um, I think my mum probably took me like at least once a month to the Sea Life Centre in Birmingham. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just loved that place. Um, so that was marine biology. It was marine biology or nothing when yeah. I was growing up.
0: Do you like sharks? But yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't <laughs> so like if you like sharks? marine biology, you've got to like sharks yeah. there. You swam with any? Um. No, no, I haven't. Oh, they're very fun to swim with, trust me. Yeah, uh, with a couple. Whale shark's the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. swam with, swam with that in Mexico <laughs> That's last, cool. last year, I think it was. That, yeah, it was one of the bucket list experience, but we're no. not here to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, obviously, you leave university with a marine biology degree. Mm-hmm. And do you, you go straight into a field of like, a work? Um, a
1: job? It took a while. I think I was probably sort of unemployed for like after graduating about a month, two months, which is pretty common for yeah. graduates. Um, and then I got a job at a local fish shop, Maidenhead Aquatics. Okay. Um, so it was a hobby of mine.
0: Obviously, the two yeah. tie
1: in together quite well. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I kind of, I've always grown up, I've always wanted to not live where I grew up. Yeah. Um, so I took, I was Achieved everything I can of achieved at mainhead was a bit fed up with the retail side of it yeah and I just typed in aquarium so mm-hmm. I wanted to keep doing that and Scotland into indeed like one job came up <laughs> it was in Saint Abs
0: oh uh, yeah okay. Um,
1: so yeah and then applied for that interviewed moved up here That was in
0: 2016 2016 oh wow so you see I see was a little uh, seven years <laughs> seven years well wow. how you find out up here it's nice. It's lovely. Yeah, isn't I really it? like yeah. it up here. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you um, start us at ABS? Is it kind of everything that you wanted it to be straight away? or?
1: Yeah. I think when I first started, it was this really cool, sort of independent, plucky little marine station. Yeah. Um, it wasn't attached to any of the big universities. They mm-hmm. had like a an agreement with Napier and Harriet Watt. So, but it was very much like an independent thing on its yeah. own, which is really cool.
0: Oh, that's cool. So, um, I to say how how long did you stay there for? Six years. Six years. Six wow, years. Of that was a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. And um so how I'm just gonna ask obviously how and why. To, yeah, How did you go from marine, <laughs> uh, biology, how you to go from marine biology to the to, to car the Yeah.
1: I think like, when I started it was really good yeah. and then they had certain some research topics that got like quite a lot of noise and excitement about it. Yeah. So, like a lot of interest and a lot of the workload just increased, mm-hmm. and like speaking metaphorically, I always felt that the work and the demand and the reputation increased, but they weren't building stronger foundations, yes, okay you know it was the same sort of it was the same pretty much the same small team that was working there, yeah, when I started, there was a a researcher who was quite technically minded yep. and he liked helping me out in the aquarium so I was the aquarium technician mm-hmm. the only aquarium technician and he uh, yeah so the researcher left and then I was on my own I was fine with that because at that point I bedded in and I was ready and then just the workload kept, kept getting yeah. on and it was it's, as a job I think as a to do something like that, you can't just see it as a job. It has to, you have to be into it.
2: Well,
0: yeah, especially, if like, yeah, as I say, that like you've grown up from like a yeah. young age. Yeah. It's something that is embedded in. Yeah. you. Yeah, it
1: has to be your interest. And, you know, it became very much almost 27,
0: 24-7. Really? Yeah, um, that's intense. It was
1: just, yeah, that's all you kind of think about, a lot of late nights. Yeah. Um,
0: I was going to say, like, I, I don't mean this, but what kind of hours... To do as a marine biologist, so
1: it was like contracted like nine till five. Yeah, but then because I was working with animals, they're not nine till five. That's what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not in the realm of normality. Yeah. Anyway, is
1: it <laughs> exactly? So you try, you, know, you try and work to those hours, but then, you know, if let's say a life support system, you know, it fails at mm-hmm. four fifty nine, you can't just look at your watch and be see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, you have to sort of deal with it at that point. And yeah, so the workload just got a lot intense and it was just all the time. Um, I ended up getting glandular fever towards the end, and I just it was like the illest I've ever been in my life. It was the worst,
0: that would just bring you down, yeah, so far. Um, no, I can't actually imagine, yeah.
1: And um, I went to see two GPs, so I was like for two weeks and saw two sad ones and they both said like you're super overworked something needs to change and like i remember one of them said like the next visit is going to be way more serious really if you don't change what you're doing wow i was like in my head i was just like what's he talking about heart attack you know i never appreciate the mental aspect of being this overworked yeah i think part of my big problem is is i've always been a ignore and override person Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, went back to work and they were a bit like, well, you know, this isn't good, like, what do you need? So they, I said, like, I need help, I need staff. Um, and then they, you know, hired someone that was... They were always very keen on having, like, researchers. I really? think when I left, there were seven of us, still one technician. Really? Me. That's and bizarre. Yeah. It That's was just... A
0: very bizarre setup.
1: It was just always that and... You know, the management as well. I always feel like the reason why I wanted to come on and talk about this as well is like if anyone's listening to this and they do manage like a small team, like look for the signs of burnout. Yeah. Because it's something that quickly can cascade.
0: Oh, massively.
1: Into being like probably like three years before doing this, probably the easiest, the worst three years of my life. Like I was not in a good place.
0: Yeah. It's because it would take you to a dark, yeah, dark place. Yeah. Because when you're like, when you're physically exhausted, you're tired. Yeah. When you're mentally exhausted your mind's not thinking yeah. straight when you're physically and mentally exhausted there's just there's a it's a, well, it's a brooding ground yeah. for negative yeah. negative vibes so to speak that's so well that's so unwell put sorry yeah. <laughs> no like no it makes sense
1: I think like also like looking back on it now it's quite easy to see you know what I struggle with but at yeah. the time I just couldn't get my head around what was happening with my body <laughs> as well yeah you know, I was always quite active and really into cycling but I was so tired I couldn't do that. Yeah. And then the times I went out on my bike, I couldn't go as far as I normally go. Yeah. And it just kind of like, I felt bad about that as well.
0: Um, it, makes you, it makes you withdraw quite a bit. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, I think find.
1: I found like, sort of, it seems funny, but like, just academia in general, yeah. there's quite a toxicity about it. In if you're a technician, you are very much looked down on, or if you don't have a PhD. You that's, very much looked down on. That's horrible. Yeah, it's it's this really oddly elitist. Yeah. Um, like academics were a funny bunch to work with.
0: I wonder if Einstein was horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, the most famous ones tend to be. Yeah, but they, they all have to be, be a little bit yeah. crazy when you get that. High. Yeah, anyway, yeah. You go, um, but no, but as us say, burnout was massive. So yeah, one technician still. Yeah, obviously things don't get much better.
1: No. Um, yeah, I was just in a, a super bad place with it. And I went to my managers and I said like, I'm really struggling with the workload. It's really getting on top of me. Yeah. And instantly there was no pause for thought. They just said, we're all struggling, get on with it. Yeah. Straight off the bat. And I, that fed into my sort of, I have this attitude of ignore and override. Mm-hmm. It just fed that. So I was like, I just gotta yeah. get on with it. And I was, I remember driving to work You know, tears streaming down my face for no reason. And thinking this is what, you know, this is what the grind is. You have to do this to get advanced. Yeah. And ended up leading, you know, into, as people talk about burnout quite a lot. Mm -hmm. It definitely sort of led into this extreme one. I was super depressed. I really struggled with anger management. I felt like I was idling at like 80%. And like the smallest things would just tip me over the edge. And... To be honest, coming on here, like I'm really rattled whether to talk about anger management.
0: Yeah, it's such taboo.
1: Yeah, you know, people talk about like mental health stigma. I just feel like anger management. When I say it, I worry people will instantly go, "Wife beater." Yeah, or something like that. Yeah,
0: I know because you get stereotyped just like, like yeah. that. You can do. You yeah. can just get stereotyped. You know,
1: I remember sort of fast-forwarding a little bit. I remember opening up in therapy about it. I ended up having CBT, and I was like talked about, it, and I was just I was just terrified for the next couple of days it'll be yeah. knocking my door and like, I'm gonna get taken away. Really? You know, it yeah. was just.
0: Um, I suppose, yeah, when you're in a dark place anyway, your, mind, your mind's gonna attack you at any opportunity. Yeah, and I think. And if you're vulnerable.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, um, cause it's like, you can look back on it now. I kinda, it's quite clear what yeah. was going on, but at the time, just did not understand it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just felt anger all the time. I was so angry, but I was angry at myself. You know, I really felt being trapped in this job. Like I moved my wife up here. I said I never wanted to live near home. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure my now wife quite envisioned a life near home. Yeah. And I loved living in the area. And even, you know, the obvious thing is, well, if you weren't happy there, look at another job. Mm-hmm. nearest jobs were uh, in marine biology are edinburgh and newcastle yeah all about what an hour and a half away yeah
0: yeah but it's not somewhere yeah you don't want to you don't want to commute both both five or exactly like that,
1: and i didn't want to move again so i did definitely just fill this trap so i felt like yeah. I, I messed my whole life up mm-hmm. you know marine biology is weird in the sense where you're so niche that you can't just move into any other job you know yeah. it's like some people work in corporate they they can move around different sectors quite yeah. easily but other but marine biology is that niche you can't do that but then at the same time it's not that specialized that when you put the flag up saying i'm interested in other work people are jumping on you yeah you know, that marine biology is 10 a penny at the moment mm-hmm. so definitely felt super trapped which kind of just led to all this anger and this hatred There was a good few moments when i was just like you know what like definitely yeah. suicide seems suicide. a pretty good option for mm-hmm. me here you yeah. know, I felt like I failed everyone for myself yeah. but like the thing that kind of stopped me was the phrase suicide doesn't solve the pain No, it moves it elsewhere mm-hmm. but looking back on it now like instead of thinking I'm going to solve this pain I'm going to get better I thought you deserve that pain yeah. you hang on to that pain and you deal with it yeah. that was the attitude I had um, so eventually, I think it just hit enough. I was just like, I can't do this anymore, I'm yeah. done. You know, the. I remember a few nights, it would be like really dark, rainy, wild. I'll be driving home. I used to it'd be like really wet. I used mm-hmm. to just drive really recklessly because I was at this point where I kind of figured, well, if I make my death look like an accident, no one's gonna know it's yeah. suicide. I know exactly what you I mean. So I just you know, I was purposely almost trying to crash yeah. my car. Yeah, um. almost
0: like almost like death by cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's a horrible uh. thought. Horrible thought process to be stuck in. Yeah. And uh, it is just vicious, it's circular. It just attacks you and it attacks you and it attacks you. And like you say, mm-hmm. the only way that you can get out of it is you. Yeah. And, and it is as, as brutal as that is is you, you need strength for, uh, but you obviously that you have the dream
1: yeah I mean there's just, there was no way I was a fun person to live with for three no. years I became obsessed with the days I had off because when you hate your job you you want to like do something those days off and I used to just be so but I was so tired I'd sleep quite a lot mm-hmm. then I'd get up after a line and be just raging at myself I've wasted my day yeah. and it's just this continual cycle but it was I don't think there was a definitive moment when I was like from marine biology to car detailing. Yeah. But I remember seeing a post by a f- um, friend of a friend, or his brother actually, um, back down in Warwickshire. He put a post up, like the kind of thing you see on Facebook about how he you know, hated his job. He um, was like, oh, I was like, this time two years ago, I was working for my like dickhead manager, yeah. busting my ass, making him look good. And now I've got my own business. And I'm just, I'm super happy. And mm. I didn't think, like, I'm going to do that. But it was just, that was probably the idea that accepted in my head. Yeah. And that was Jordan from Feast Detailing.
0: All right, okay, cool.
1: Because um, he'll probably listen to this. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <I thought laughs> it, it was a good shout out. Um, <laughs> and his career as well is something I'm keeping an eye on. And I remember when I first thought about doing this, I was like, I'm going to contact him and just <laughs> get some tips off him. So he's been really helpful. Oh, brilliant. Uh, with that and I'm trying to think I don't think there was just a moment when I was just like a light bulb moment yeah. I think it just got to a point where I was just like I'm done Yeah. but during my time in the marine station I bought a new car it was like brand new I think it had like six miles on it mm-hmm. and I picked it up and obviously when you stuff new you really want to look after it yeah. so I was going out and I was washing it and I started with just a bucket and sponge and I started noticing little scratches and I was like oh what's that you know, on the internet, and kind of discovered this world that is detailing.
0: Right. Okay. Ah. Right. Okay.
1: And it was doing that. I used to like doing that because it was just like a way of like mentally resetting from the week. Like my car's yeah. dirty. Because I don't know if you have ever driven from like this side to Kalsar. So the mo the roads are just muddy all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So horrible. it was. It was almost like my mind was full. Mm-hmm. washed my car, just emptied it, seen it clean. Yeah. And so that's like how I got into it, and then. Yeah, eventually, I guess it just became too much. And then I was pretty done. But I'm not the kind of person that jumps into stuff. Like, it's yeah. not like one day I'm like, I'm going to quit this whole thing. Yeah. Um, that was it. So, what I was doing, I was looking elsewhere. I figured mm-hmm. I achieved everything I could achieve at the Marine Station. It's done. I remember just looking at other jobs in Edinburgh and just seeing the same kind of red flags. You know, it's yeah. like that whole small team. So, you might have to do more than you. You're expected. Yeah, well, that is basically you're going to do everything, Yeah. or you know, there's a weekend rota, but we we'll try and make it fair. You're going to, we'll tell you what days you're working. It's you know the same kind of thing. And it was venture. I just remember looking at this job and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, and it took me quite a lot to admit that. As I said, from eight years old, it's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, like you say, it's it is all you wanted to do. Yeah, so it's a, it's mm-hmm. that's a massive yeah. thing to appreciate within yourself.
1: Yeah. I'm 32 now so like for yeah. most of my life you know was, yeah, you, you, that's always been my focus you know when I was doing GCSEs yeah. it was like well, what A-levels get me to marine biology A-levels then what uni shall I go to and mm-hmm. three years at uni I stayed on to do an extra year to do an undergraduate master's degree yeah. so it's four years of studying two years at the fish shop and then I guess six years now it's, it's a lot to walk away from
0: yeah massively
1: uh, suddenly so I did that and Sort of, I'd seen an advert actually in Kelso for at um, the Land Rover dealership. Okay. They were looking for valeters. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of playing around this idea of having my own business and doing it that way. Because mm-hmm. like one thing like the marine station is, I was working so hard for other people. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to work hard for myself now. Which is easily the best thing about being self-employed, is what you put in, you get out. Yeah. It means you have to put you have to put it in. Yeah. But I like putting it in. So. <laughs>
0: That's fake, at least now that you get, let you see, you get the appreciation back. If you're grafting and grinding and grinding like you were before, yeah. you're not getting that back. No. At least now you are earning, you earn it back. You know? Yeah, and exactly. Kind
1: of and like so, yeah, I played for that job in Cal State. At the time, I'd also been volunteering at Haven, which is what, as business, had started in Caldingham. Um, I'm sorry, we're bouncing around time no, no, a no, little no, bit. No, Absolute um, but yeah. So for a period of time, I've been—I've always wanted a classic car,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if you have a classic car, you kind of need to learn how to fix because it go wrong quite a bit. Right. Okay. Apparently, it's part of the fun. <laughs> right. That's no. of classic car <laughs> ownership. So I was like, well, if I want a classic car, I'm probably going to have to know a thing or two. Yeah. So I've been volunteering at this Petrolhaven Haven Classics, which specialised in classic restoration. And when I applied for the job at Kelso, it was like, it makes more sense on my CV to put them as a reference as well as the Marine Station. And I spoke to Andy, the mechanic, and he was like, oh, that's cool, yeah, do that. And then I get a call from him a couple of days later and was like, instead of working at Kelso, why don't you just do it here at the garage? And fortunately at that time, Petrol Haven had gone
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was back to, as it is now, Andrew's garage. And I was like, huh, I never thought of that. And he was like, You'd have to be self employed, so it's a bit of a risk, but you know, think on yeah. it. And I was just like, Why don't I do it? Like, it is a bit of a risk being self employed, but I can guarantee you, if I went into another employed job, all I'd be thinking of is, what would it have been like if I'd just done that?
0: One hundred percent. You know yeah, and it's-,
1: it's I remember like really stressing about it, I was like, what was it if it does-? I said to my wife, "What was it if it doesn't work? And she literally just cool as anything, just shrugged and went, it doesn't work. You'll do something
0: else. Yeah. And mum's the best. Yeah. <laughs> As well. But like... Uh, oh, that's my wife. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry for that, bro. No. No. Um,
1: no, I made sure, actually, with my parents, I made sure I had all my e- eggs in a row. There you go. I can see.
0: Yeah. You need their thumbs up of approval yeah. first before you even considered it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> nice. No, so, yeah, and then just started that and... You know, is I always felt, going back to the mental side of it, leaving the marine station would fix it. Right, yeah. But it didn't. I was still quite angry. I was still struggling. I wasn't as tired, but at the same time, I wasn't managing stress and pressure Yeah. as well as you need to. So, you know, it was at that point, I was just like, this is quite a problem now. I think I really need to yeah. get some help. So went to the GP and um, it was the same GP I saw when I had my glandular fever, and I, I, I don't know if he, he would have seen my history. I don't know if he's but there. Was a bit of an air of I thought I'd see you again. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. It was super understanding. Yeah. Um. That's I just good I, yeah, because when I booked it, they were like, "Oh, do you mind telling us what, what it's for?" And I was like, "I'm struggling with my mental health." Yeah. So he knew already, and he was just like, "What's going on?" And I just just started crying. Yeah. There was just no holding it back.
0: It's weird though. Do you not find it's like instant relief though? Like them first kind of tears when you when you started talking it out. Do you feel that? That's how that's just personal to me. That I just kind of let it so <laughs> yeah. It always feels like relief.
1: I could probably not. I was pretty scared. Were you
0: quite scared? Yeah. 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 I, I don't have any boundaries. So <laughs> <laughs> that's verbally why.
1: I was pretty scared, like of how sort of messed up I was. Yeah. And yeah. like sort of what what they'd say, what they'd do. Yeah. Um. But we ended up doing uh, CBT, mm-hmm. which for me has worked incredibly well. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah.
0: It's like it's good to hear like like super responders do it as well yeah. because it is such a good good practice. Um, how did, like sorry, did you do uh, in person kind of CBT or over the phone?
1: Post COVID, so it was over the phone, oh, the phone. yeah. Which worked for me actually. I yeah. quite liked not seeing someone. I mm-hmm. feel if I had to then go out go to someone's office or sit yeah. in a waiting room. Like, I quite like the fact that it was just a voice, and she said she like was worked in Kelso. but I liked the idea that I wouldn't see her if I went out, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't know who I was.
0: Yeah.
1: It made it, uh, like, opening up easier. I've never been a big talker. Right, okay. I've always handled, I've always tried to handle everything myself.
0: Yeah, mate, I'm saying that, I'm saying talking as if now, but I remember, uh, 2016 would be the first time that I went to the doctors properly about my mental health and that was, yeah, that was horrible actually, horribly daunting, that just kind of flicked back there, just, yeah. that was not a nice feeling that, Yeah, uh, which was weird as well because actually it was also GP was also very understanding and yeah. kind of seeing it coming too, I don't remember Dr Mason, I think that was, anyway, sorry on you go.
1: Yeah, and it was how I did it was we had this booklet and I said like what I wanted to work on and we had to go through a bit of an assessment and you remember yeah, filling out the
0: questions that you have to go through before every. It's like one to tens, one yes, to tens, the and then 10s. The, the, the dreaded yes or no's, yes, yeah. yes or no's, yes or no's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I the hate score that one. at the end. But yeah. they don't tell you the score. So I did it and I instantly
1: was Googling like yeah. how bad is nine? Like, <laughs> severely depressed. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you are gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> isn't good. <laughs> Let's change these.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a big it's a, it, that's the worst thing about um you know, people normal people Google problems. That's that's hard for them. You yeah. got a little bit of a mental health condition. You start Googling your mental health condition, you've got a horrible problem on your hands. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, right. I know. I think sometimes like, I'm a bit of a cynic, but it's interesting. Like sometimes I would Google like why do I feel like this, and yeah. all that came up was like suicide hotlines. Yeah, it just yeah, I don't do. know
0: if it's too much. Yeah,
1: I, I just want to be okay.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's 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 hard to find. Like, like uh, uh, you're totally right. You go into Google or anything, and you put in the word suicide, and it will come up Samaritans. Yeah, that that would be your first thing, and it's um. You kind of have to scroll do that yeah. little scroll down before you get any help. Um, or you even get into forums and stuff like yeah. that. It's hard to access help.
1: It's yeah, it's hard to access like that almost casual help. Yeah, I feel like, as I said, I struggled to come forward because I was so scared of yeah what you know the perception. I, yeah, I remember describing. She was like, well, "What happens when you lose your temper?" And I, there was a little bit of self harming going on as okay, well when yeah. I was in that cycle. Yeah. I remember describing it to her, and she was. Like it was over the phone, and then when I stopped, what felt like you know five minutes of silence—probably was only like a couple of seconds—but it was almost like I felt her like sit up.
0: Yeah. And I was like,
1: "Shit, this is so serious. Oh. Like I'm a mess. Oh. Like, and I honestly, for two days afterwards, was terrified there'd be a knock at the door and I was going to get like really taken away. Scary. Um,
0: That's scary, man. Eh?
1: So yeah, but as I was saying, it worked it worked for me and I, I, how I did it is I worked on it in my own time yeah and then checked in with her and we discussed kind of yeah, I think that's yeah we started weekly and then I went two weeks and then it was really good at the end though she was like oh how do you feel about you know being discharged yeah. I was like I'm okay I'm, I'm feeling good I'm managing stress I'm going to be moving house in two weeks, which is quite stressful. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was like, can I see how I manage that? And we'll have an appointment in like a month's time. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were done. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's, that was that's really nice about about it. CBT. It's an open book. Yeah. It's never closed. You yeah. can always go back to
1: it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I was doing. I was writing notes that's What's in this notebook here? It, really? Is like the notes I'd written. Oh, wow. So like every I always make sure I take time a bit like how people go to the gym. Yeah, I always take time just to sit through this notebook and just read and just write things down. Right. If I see right. something I like, so a quote, I just put it in there. Yeah. And it's just you know, it's like meditation mm-hmm. essentially.
0: Um, I like, I like that. I like, um, I like just writing down anything, yeah, any ideas. Let's say, especially to look back and can be your own little bit of inspiration again. Yeah, um, it's amazing what you used to write, you yeah. know. Ah. That fucking made sense. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you want this swear word. I don't mind. <laughs> no, I'm <don't, laughs> doing really host. well. Twenty-seven minutes in—that's a record, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's funny.
1: Like podcasting is quite casual, yes. Yeah. So it does feel like a conversation. So you do have to remember.
0: I know. It's it's horrible. Is it? Well, the thing is, all the episodes are under explicit. I just don't know who's your audience might be in if they this is swear word. I no, I'm sure that'd be fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. 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 Um. Uh, no, that's amazing. That you, I didn't realize that was obviously fully your. So, by the way, I'm just watch yeah. watching Adam flick through his notepad. By the way, but, uh, no, that's cool. So, um, so obviously, um, CBT obviously starts working, uh-huh. and then does that obviously envelop you in the way that you kind of went forward with your life and your business. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. I use it a lot with the business because mm-hmm. it's quite stressful uh, with it, and there was like times when it was quite quiet. And like when you first start being self-employed, if anyone does it, I really recommend you get out of this mindset of if you're not earning, no, if you're not working, you're not earning. Yeah. Because you will start to panic when it gets quiet. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I remember, again, it fed into this. I mentioned earlier like about my low self-esteem. Yeah. It fed into that. So when it was quiet, I was just like, oh, the business is terrible. You're terrible. It's not going well. You're not <laughs> earning anything. You're going to be on the street. And it sounds a bit... Over dramatic, but that is where my mind was going. No, no, I can
0: appreciate it. I can appreciate that.
1: And like the CBT, you write it out and it's like, you know, what is the negative thought? And you write that out. And it's like, what's the supporting evidence of that? Because negative thoughts often come from facts. Yep. So, you know, it was like, well, you know, um, business is down. There's not much interest. It's a bit of a quiet period. And then it's like, well, what would be. The positive or they always talks about perception shifts mm-hmm. in CBT and it was like and I was like, well you see right that down. I was like, well it's been really busy before Yeah, you know, the business I've gotten used to it now does ebb and flow like sometimes I'm like absolutely rammed for like two weeks right, okay, almost yeah. uncomfortably busy yeah and then it goes really quiet yeah so I just remember it's gonna be it's gonna get busy again it's been busy before it's fine also it's a new business mm-hmm. you know I think that's also it's been a huge lifestyle shift for me because you go from when I speak to when I talk numbers with my employed friends, they're just like, "Dude, do something else. It's not worth it. Forget it." But when I talk numbers with self-employed people or other sole traders, they're like, "Wait, you're taking a salary. You're not running in the red.
0: Yeah.
1: You're less than five years. That's insane. Yeah. That's amazing." So you just, you know, it's perception okay. shifts. Yeah. And you know, I found out recently that um, you know, if you had a cycle clothing raffer,
0: sorry say that again have you heard
1: of the cycle clothing company Rafa no, no big no. global company I yeah, okay. um, found out they've been running in red for five years now. now haven't recorded a profit for five years they're a huge company yeah. and it just that to me like not yeah. being business minded I always find really like fascinating but yeah. it's like it does
0: yeah it's certainly give you a, a boost Boost, yeah, a, a good bit of momentum behind you as well because um, that, that's scary that's one thing that's always I've always found daunting about the prospect of being self-employed is what happens if business starts getting slower yeah. and whatnot because I'm, neg- I'm negative minded in yeah. that sense so like, I'll attack that narrative um, so how do you handle it when you're really busy? Um. just
1: I guess head down
0: yeah just head I
1: down just, just into it yeah you just i it helps that I enjoy it yeah and it helps it. that I'm yeah, as I said, what I'm putting in, I get out. Yeah. So when I'm really busy, then it's this is great Yeah. for me.
0: That's why I just asked that. That's why obviously I've got three guests this week. <laughs> Same thing, it's therapy for me. Mm. Like, being busy under the right circumstances of stress is a brilliant source of therapy for me. Yeah. If I'm busy on towards with somebody else's stress, I don't handle that too well. Or, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: I feel like, yeah, it's funny, I've always thought about this but it's like the pressure I feel doing the business is probably more than at mm. the marine station but the yeah. marine station I felt like I was drowning under it it was just use
0: the pun yeah <laughs> yeah no pun intended <laughs> it just
1: felt like that but this, the pressure I put on myself with the business it kind of it keeps me going yeah almost
2: oh that's good um, and you get
1: used to it I think I remember actually there was one of the tips Jordan gave me was he was just like manage your time and Be sensible with it because he said he did like I think he said I'm just going to use rough numbers. Um, but he was like, Oh, I did like three grand in a week, but yeah. like busted yeah. my ass doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. then had to take three weeks off to recover. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I could have just done a grand a week yeah. and been fine with it.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's uh, that that's what'd be hard is knowing your own capabilities mm-hmm. because that's your custom, and yeah. you can't overshoot your cut, like, you can't yeah. overshoot your custom, you can't bite off more than. More than you can, you
1: can chew, chew, and yeah. you don't want to do a bad job exactly. because you're, like, tired or you're not really concentrating.
0: So, how do you, like, how, what do you do? Like, start me from start to finish. I like, a, I still can't pronounce it. Valeting. <laughs> valeting. Valeting. Why can't I say it? Why can a car? Probably
1: because, <laughs> I think, yeah, because it's the same spell word, but if you're valeting a car, Valet. you're parking it. Right, okay. If you're valeting. It's a valeting. weird thing with just the UK English language is in any other language if you're cleaning a car even if you're just doing it with like the the dreaded brush (laughs) at the power wash place
0: (laughs) that's bad (laughs) when I can be (laughs) yeah.
1: we'll discuss why that's bad later (laughs) Um, when you're doing it with that or whether you're doing like a multi-day sanding bag paint correction in any other language but English it's called detailing Okay. for some reason we separate balloting and detailing as two separate things but if you were to ask what's the difference on like a forum it would explode like well, it is really, it's quite oh, a contentious really topic cold, <laughs> and it does like irk me a bit when I see people advertising like I don't know, there will be like quick detail and it's like two hours. It's like, that's not a detail. That is just a valet. Just,
0: right. You can right. do
1: good quality okay. valets. Yeah. You know, I think valeting does have this reputation of being, you know, like what we call in the business scratch and shine mm-hmm. places where they're just like very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I find that serves a purpose. So I'm answering your question. I'm just going around no,
0: no.
1: <laughs> um, with it. But when you say like, how do you manage that? It's just, I purposely set the business up that I can take my time mm-hmm. and work on the car to the standard I want to do. Lovely. So I don't do quick ballots. Yeah. To I me, mean, I do get asked. I'm just like, don't do it. Here's a place in Bury that does it.
0: That, that's got to help you, though. Yeah. In the long run. Yeah. Because that immediately scream, screams customer care. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, if I was if I was shopping anywhere for anything, that screams customer care to me. Okay. Like, I, I'm going to definitely... I'm going to go back to him for my longer one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I had a little look at unbeknown like unlike any other kind of guests that I have I did have a little prowse at your at your website and and um, obviously your Instagram mm-hmm. um, very impressive stuff like the detail yeah. that you go into like I didn't realise detail and actually went that detailed yeah uh, if that makes sense
1: no it makes sense which yeah it's, it's good because I'm actually like scratching the surface of what can be done really you can you know you if you look at some paintwork, has what we call orange peel. It does actually just look like an orange. Yeah. But to get rid of that, you've got to like almost sand it back, then you polish it back up. And it's right, so okay. I say, people can spend. I've seen like people do spend like a whole week, like just detailing a car. Seriously. It can be. I but always but like you
0: say people love that. Yeah. Because you're seeing it as well. You're seeing your the progress, progress. As, you, as you go, and it's like self. It's like, it's nourishing your self-esteem.
1: Yeah. It's I always it. say like, detail, The line of detailing is. You, you have to work with what you've got. Yeah. So, respraying isn't detailing my mind. That is okay. respraying. Okay. So, it's always working with what you're using, not necessarily replacing
0: as well. Yeah. And, that's it. and you look very angry when I put up my hand to say that I do. In <laughs> <They've packed, laughs> fact, it's so car. bad for you, <laughs> Can't It's you so, just, so bad. I've got that horrible little gray Vauxhall course out there. What damage am I do to that little Percy? Um, <laughs> when you when
1: like you look at it in the sun, and you'll see like all these little scratches, and we call them swell marks. They literally yeah. look like that. And the brush is just very abrasive. Very abrasive, yeah. So it yeah. just scratches across it. Also, I've seen someone using it, and they've been washing out the bed of the pickup that they've been transporting soil in. Yeah. Just put the brush down. Yeah. Someone then picks that up. All that soil still in there. You might as well just pick rocks up. And just yeah, Rub it across it's
0: your. They, and it's just gonna rip it. Yeah, to i mean
1: yeah there's two attitudes i could take i could say keep going to that yeah. and then come to me and i'll correct it for you <laughs> <laughs> i like
0: that that's very keep smart. using the quick car washes <laughs> and yeah
1: and i'll come and correct it
0: um I, was like, I'm, I have to ask as well what car was that that you came here with?
1: <laughs> that's actually my wife's that right it okay. is a
0: um five liter mustang gt i knew it was a mustang yeah. sass was like, Sass, was, uh, sass my wife was uh, sat the couch oh i think that could be him because he's yeah. a really smart car yeah. Not yeah i think that's a mustang and uh wow that's a really nice car what um do you drive that too or is you yeah yeah I, oh, really? yeah I was gonna say it's not just hers no though. it is
1: hers and i like to tell people it's hers because everyone assumes it's mine right the, okay. the man yeah um to a point where i remember some had this strange conversation with this guy and he was like he immediately came up to me and was like, oh, that's a really nice car. And I would like, oh, say, that's actually my yeah. wife. And he was like, oh, right. he was like, you bought it for her though, didn't you? No. Like, And then he was like, all right, right. Did, did her dad? I was like, look, no. she goes to work, <laughs> she earns money, she bought this car, she likes cars. So yeah. I, I do kind of enjoy the whole female driven. Yeah.
0: No, that's good, man. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's hers. Do you, what do you drive?
1: I have a little Mini Cooper S.
0: Oh, lovely. That's nice. I actually always wanted a Mini Cooper as well, but i'm not allowed one <laughs> <laughs> so i'm allowed a course of food yeah. i used to have a i used to have a really nice astro gtc okay yeah, but I, I couldn't afford it <laughs> bottom line of that was uh speaking of buying up more than you can chew <laughs> it was a uh, it was presented to me as a brand new car and and uh what what's it called it's pcp yeah yeah personal uh, contract purchase yeah i thought i was getting it on higher purchase which is your regular finance yeah i, I, I and then I, I then i got my yearly statement or whatever it was through about how much i had to pay oh no i really should have listened to them because i'm that type of person yeah um you know, sales people can attack me yeah it's been a hor- I, I love that car that i would have happily sent that to you for detail and yeah. that was a beautiful car um so how long how long will you spend roughly I say you you like to take time, like to take
1: time. My so my starting full inside and out yeah. will be sort of around about five hours. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's quite expensive. Yeah. I was gonna say because I really like say I really like how like I I don't mean to sound silly. Okay. Obviously, um, when we are on about the the website, I was "That's really cool." Little kind of like side thing that you. Put oh the, the portfolio one. Yeah. Like how much uh, on the, the portfolio on your on your Instagram? Yeah. Right? Um, like, the wheel itself, that must take a while, or f- for me. Yeah,
1: I can spend quite a while on a wheels, them, yeah. to be fair. I, I find, so like, I like cars, yeah. and then I also like wheels as part <laughs> of the car. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. wheels are something that can really, if you change out, so if you go aftermarket, you can completely change the look of a car yeah. just by the wheels. And I also think, again, if you have, like, what they call a premium car, and if you have, like, the bottom spec on that premium car you can make that car look so cheap when they put really bad looking alloys on yeah um
0: it's it's, so true
1: yeah i think it's i think someone said like if you have a an expensive suit and wear cheap shoes with it Mm -hmm. it looks awful but you can wear cheap shoes cheap suit with nice shoes and it doesn't there's just something about like when you look at a car the eyes tend to go to the wheels yeah
0: no definitely i always look at alloys yeah like it's, it's like it's a fixation for you oh wow look at that like especially the ones that look like they're moving so slowly when they're actually driving yeah. i hate that like, i love them but i hate them because they're so distracting yeah <laughs> um, um,
1: so i yeah i'll spend probably about an hour on the wheels yeah. four wheels will take me about an hour to say, do yeah Again, going to like like other details can do. Someone I saw was doing a, it's a classic E type. You know, they have those wire wheels. Yeah. You spend an hour on each wheel, so that's four hours of his time just on the wheels before it even touched the rest of the paintwork. Yeah. And you always I always start with the wheels first. Yeah. It's, it's um, two reasons, kind of tradition. Yeah. They tend to be the dirtiest part of the car, and then also if you're doing it on a hot day, it constantly gets sort of washed down as well. Mm-hmm. And so it stops the, um, if you do black, particularly gloss black wheels. And you, I'm very fortunate that I operate in a soft water area. Okay, yeah. If you work in a hard water area, you get um, limescale spots really? on the car. Oh, wow. It's like a big problem for a lot of people to a point where most mobile guys will have a tank in their van of spotless water. Right, and that's okay. what they use to wash your. with. get
0: rid of it. Oh. What's a, um, so what, like, uh, obviously, I've got to ask, what's the nicest car that you've ever? Um, I'm going to say it right this. Uh, what's the nicest car that you've detailed? Nicest car, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> nicest car. Um, or probably like your your favorite. Sorry, As well, there's two. I think too the cool.
1: nicest car I've worked on probably would be um a Jaguar F-type SVR, oh, which is like the top spec. Yeah, and it was in satin satin grey paint oh. which is quite unusual carbon fibre accents that was really really nice um, wow. but the best one I've actually done was a Lotus Cortina That's which is uh, on the page yeah, I read about that
0: you're a very good do you have a sort of um, I have to ask do you have any kind of like journalistic background no, no, because your write up's quite good. Is it? I, I thought it was, I, I, I kept me interested. Well, that's good to know. I, I, still did, I still didn't learn how to pronounce your company <laughs> <Yeah>. properly, <head. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but it kept nice. me interested.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's interesting. I think this doing this has definitely opened up a more creative side of me. Yeah. Um, I'm like severely dyslexic as well, so like, oh, I yeah. tend to avoid writing.
0: So, how did you get, I have to ask as well. It's just, um, I've got a friend, Michael Gareth, he's listening. He'll brag his story about this. He's uh, he's really bad dyslexic, but he works down for the Ministry of Defence, okay. and uh, he was basically told in fourth year at school by like the, the kind of guidance counselors and stuff like that, just uh, you know just leave school, mm-hmm. you don't have a hope in hell. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to get his masters and whatnot, and then it just goes to show.
1: Yeah, it's something I'm obviously like also passionate about. I guess is that because you know I think there's a lot of kids out there that will probably be dyslexic and they won't get assessed yeah. and they'll just feel thick yeah, and fall through the cracks and that's like, that just is unforgivable in my eyes yeah. because I remember knowing I was dyslexic and I remember sitting in class and we had to read like a chapter to ourselves and then discuss it. Yeah, yeah. It was um, Frankenstein for GCSE English. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting about a quarter of the way through and feeling everyone looking at me waiting and I got probably like, a little over a quarter, and she'd be like, oh, I'm finished. I just couldn't yeah, sit just there. Couldn't,
0: just couldn't do
1: And it. you just feel so stupid.
0: It's weird. Um, when I went to university, I could not do statistics. Yeah. And I've always been really good at math. And it was just like, I'm not saying I'm just like sitting there, but it's just, I just, well, like, for mums and mums and mums, it just, uh, uh, I just can't do it. Uh, yeah. Horrible, horrible feeling, especially like, when you feel the eyes are intensely on you. Mm. Yeah, it's just (laughs) it gets
1: you just get frustrated at yourself that you just you just can't do it. But I always it was something I've seen on LinkedIn do, and they kind of you can have I can't I haven't used LinkedIn in a long time. You have these attributes that you add to yourself. Okay. So one might be like good networking or good organization. One of them now is dyslexic thinking, which I really like because okay we're not great at spelling and writing, but we see things differently. Yeah. I think it was something um. Richard Branson's really pushed for, mm-hmm. as well. It's just yeah, bit of a, a side note there. Um, yeah, no,
0: it's good. as like I say, you say um, What you guys, you don't see the perception of beauty is mm-hmm. still there, and yep. then you see others. It's 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 amazing, there.
1: I think yeah, yeah, I think I've always been good at seeing big picture, which yeah. I think worked quite well with me in the marine station as a technician, because I was always building these mm-hmm. setups, and I could just see how they all kind of work yeah. together. You're
0: you artistic.
1: No, uh, artistic. Artistic. Um, no, I can't draw for peanuts.
0: No, like creative. Do you play any music or anything? <laughs> I like
1: used to play the drums as a kid. Yeah, I used to really like enjoy like the drums. Quite
0: creative, just the way like you say, if you can vision stuff and then put it together, it's, it's quite like creative aspects. Will relate a lot to myself. Um, so
1: we were talking about the cortina. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so that was probably my favorite one because at the time I was doing it i was having that like self-doubt that yeah. i talked about and it wasn't going that well it was a bit quiet i wasn't i was just getting like quite hard-working cars like really, really filthy interiors that were quite hard to get mm-hmm. clean i just wasn't enjoying it and then this guy was like oh i've got this lotus can you do it for me i already he's a previous customer i was like yeah cool i was like do you want to bring it down he was like i can't prefer you to come up um because it's going to auction it's going to get appraised I don't want to get it muddy on the way home Mm so I I don't I don't really do mobile still say that today I don't do mobile it was like I you know don't worry I've got like stuff and I was like, I'm gonna bring my own chemicals because I know them that's the standard I'll just pack up my car what I can get managed to fit in my pressure washer and stuff so I went up and he had this gorgeous house lovely view tucked away And he like opened up and this big garage and this like gorgeous car just came out and that was probably like my favorite one I did because doing it was just so pleasurable and it just gave yeah. me that I want to do this this is what I want to do mm-hmm. and it was a car that was very well cared for mm-hmm. he'd done it himself quite a lot which you know is good but then it does add a weird sort of pressure because you're not going to get that massive transformation so you kind of feel a bit worried like mm-hmm. what am I going to do but you know I looked and I was like oh. The metal work on this is is nice but it's not it's not perfect it's not quite so i cracked out the metal polish and that's really where i spent most of the work i washed it down and everything and then did the interior itself you've read it so you've kind of seen yeah seen what it did but just that was probably like the
0: best Very impressive it's a beautiful car as well yeah proper um what what, sorry what age, age period was that again roughly do you know (laughs) (laughs) no, That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. I want to know. It looked old. It yeah, looked it looks quite, right quite it's, It looks really nice.
1: It's the Jim Clark era.
0: Jim Clark era.
1: Um, so I'm like absolutely mad about vintage motor motor racing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like modern day motor racing, but I like the total contrast between right. the two. Yeah. You know, modern day F1. It, they're so finely tuned. I mean, you can mm-hmm. tell from the difference between first. And last, yeah, exactly. it's fractions ridiculous. of a second.
0: I'm not massive into F1. Um, I've tried. I've tried to be on like three or four different occasions. Uh, every single times, uh, I, I always kind of get onto the track that I to get on the track. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. um, you know when Lewis Hamilton I think won his very first World Championship? Yeah, beating Felipe Massa. Yeah. over 2 I'm going to be amazed if I remember this. Is it Glock? Timo, oh Timo Glock, is that his name? Yeah. My days, I right. on the second to last quarter or something. Was it? the second? Anyway, then I tried to get an F one then, and then because that was the end race, I just forgot about it and then <laughs> again. Last time with um, what the Lewis Hamilton and uh, Verstappen. Yeah. Same. Oh, about, that fell to the last yeah, race. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna watch this again. It's gonna be well exciting. And then I never picked it up again. Yeah. <laughs> so you're big, you big racing, racing buff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I tried to be it's been a bit um it's not dull but we're in kind of we've had the Lewis Hamilton dominance and we're very into yeah. the Verstappen and do Red Bull do uh, dominance.
0: Do you, do you have a team that you support?
1: Probably McLaren. McLaren I think. Um with Lando Norris.
0: It's it's funny, I
1: was talking to this about my friend. It's something that we when we're in it, we're bored. Yeah. but then when you pass it and you look back and it's like, oh you know, people always talk about the Michael Schumacher era.
0: I was See, like, damn must have been so boring to watch. See, I tried watching it back then as well. My, cu- I remember my cousins at the time were heavy into it. Who was it then? Uh, Schumacher, Kimi Räikkönen, yep. Mika Häkkinen, yep. David Coulthard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I'm actually yeah, you, with yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm naming Yeah, <laughs> the names. Mika so. Häkkinen. He was. A- um, Kimi
1: Räikkönen retired semi recently. Semi recently. semi Recently, he was going for for a long time. Wow.
0: That's like nineties up to. That's yeah. a lot of racing.
1: He had, um, yeah, he was dominant back back yeah, then. Alonso's still going. Alonso retired for a bit and came back. So <laughs> it does still <laughs> count. <laughs> but no, Alonzo is a good. Yeah, very good.
0: So, Kent, just moving back to yourself and your business. of mm. what are do you? Obviously, you're quite now rooted. You're quite comfortable. Do you have obviously future aspirations and where you kinda of want to take your business or are you just kinda of stay in level just now and just see what the future hopes, see what the future brings?
1: There's a plan in yeah. place. I think you do need a business plan. Um but learning from being wanting to be a just from age eight mm-hmm. yeah. and how how I felt trying to I guess how I how much I beat myself up. Yeah. You know, I definitely felt like a failure because I wasn't mm-hmm. doing that. I've not set a goal. I haven't set like a firm, rigid plan. Firm, I'm just gonna see, just see, yeah,
0: just enjoy of, the journey. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah,
1: right? a, a sort of a semi-fluid plan. Yeah. Um, is um, in place, but just keep, you know, always keep practicing, learning new skills. There's loads of stuff you can do. That's the
0: thing, especially in your business.
1: Yeah, I've just so I dipped my toe into ceramic coatings this this year. Just gone. Next year, I'll probably offer some more longer term ones. So, the moment I do one year, next year we'll probably look at like sort of the two years, and then eventually, like PPF that's like the ultimate protection. Right, okay. Is is PPF, which is almost it's like paint protection film. So, it like goes on over the car. See, see, that's uh, special. Yeah, it was something when I started it, I was doing the business plan. there's, There's no point opening something up with all the skills, all the equipment all the services mm-hmm. if people in the area aren't interested in that yeah so it was part of this first couple of years has been figuring out mm-hmm. what people what people want and what's you know what works and what doesn't work
0: yeah I've got to ask as well uh, what's your kind of your views on marine biology now then overall do you have a uh, yeah so some sort of like negative opinion or anything on marine biology now or um,
1: it's not something I'd ever go back to, I don't think. No. I think I'm done with that. Yeah. It's close, definite closed door. It's not just, you know, I'm not just blaming marine biology or the station itself, like academia itself. Yeah, you know,
0: but we talked just before we kind of went went live. Yes. This?
1: Yeah, of how sort of generally I find that quite a toxic, it's elitist atmosphere.
0: Just, that's, honestly, I could not believe that. And then so, can kind of like you just kind of like just can you. Yeah, like yeah, they're definitely
1: very like. similar to politicians. Yeah, just that kind of attitude. Yes. Um, and I'm not the only one that feels that. Like, you know, I got a few people who worked in psychology, and they oh. said the exact same thing. It's yeah. I think the polite way of putting it is, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I don't. Yeah, it's so funny because I was one of the hardest things actually when I wasn't enjoying it. Is when you go to something like a wedding, it's always the question, "What do you do for a living?" Yeah. It's like, "Oh, I'm an aquarium technician in a marine research." I'm like, "Oh, that's amazing!" They want to talk about it. It's the last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Like, can we talk about anything? I'll take the weather.
0: See, that's the thing. I'd be one of them annoying. Yeah, this <laughs> is like
1: so, and you yeah, know, there's always someone that's like, "Oh, my son's studying." I'm like, "Oh, really? Cool." <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I'd say to that. Whether I'd say like, I wouldn't say don't because it's just different for everyone else. Yeah. you know. I
0: yeah, but obviously. Yeah, you've went through like the very negative kind of yeah. the, the. I'm trying not to swear. There's yeah. think about that. The shit. The shit. Yeah, yeah. You've, thanks, <laughs> you have like, your pants, man. You went through the shit side, so you're going to see that. Yeah. side of it, uh, which is massive. But um, um,
1: it's just it's a funny one because it's just like everyone. I remember talking to people. I'm not particularly happy and saying, "I was like, oh, why don't you go to Australia and like you know be on the barrier reef?" And I was like doesn't work like that no like, you can't just no, be that,
0: like "Oh, I'm gonna well that's what killed it for me because I want to work with sharks you're not gonna work with sharks yeah you're, like realist you're gonna Well, you can if you put the grind in the years and the years that you're gonna get there hey, we well, have
1: to know you want to work with sharks at exactly. such a young age and specialize
0: that's it you specialize in uh, like
1: when I did my masters someone did a project on reef and their entire project was sat watching video of someone recording a reef and then that's what they got their data yeah. from. They didn't actually ever get to go diving on the reef no. or anything like that. So it's...
0: Yeah, it's just, I was going to say, I get that quite a bit when um, I, I dropped out uni. And um, it was just before, it would have been just before we went across to Portugal mm-hmm. to do some sort of research trip across there. And every time it was like, oh, would you not I just went to go and do that? And then you might it was just like, no. Yeah. Because I didn't really want to go and pick up grains of sand and do the horrible little microscopic... Trail to, you know, I want to go work with sharks. And yeah, that's just not how marine biology works. You don't just go, right? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go go go, and go go South Africa and work with great whites now.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: This doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's difficult because it's like I would say yeah, I, like I'm never gonna go back to that 100. Mm-hmm. percent But I wouldn't wouldn't tell someone don't do it. Yeah. As I said, it's a weird one when you're studying it you're you're so specialized that you can't go work anywhere else, mm-hmm. but then you're not specialized enough, yeah and you're not experienced enough like everyone says this it's like when you're trying to get your first job, they want you know they almost want you to have like a master's they want you to be like ten years experience and be under twenty one yeah
0: it's, it's, it's just, just impossible it's- imp- absolutely impossible yeah so I don't know
1: maybe maybe i didn't i don't know maybe I didn't do it right, but like. Nah.
0: Yeah, you definitely were doing things right. Yeah, it's just some some environments just aren't. Yeah, they're just not what you think they are going to be.
1: I think I feed like learning about this myself now, which is like cool at thirty two. You still learning about yourself. Um, I think I'm very affected by the environment around me. Yeah, because that definitely happened at the the marine station. Like no one was happy there. Everyone used to just whinge they're overworked and underpaid, which is kind of where that came from. Like we're all in this, yeah. get on with it. But at the same time, I was like, "You're not falling asleep at the wheel on your way home, like yeah. at least once a week."
0: Um, it's horrible. Just, just something like where we started this conversation. Then you said you like, like you know, driving to work or driving back from work, crying. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, i I've, I've done that. Yeah, because like you say, that anger that it can give you is just not it's not normal anger it's yeah. not. it's not aggressive anger though. no it's just
1: it's just it's just an emotion yes
0: yeah. well, that's that i don't know oh I, right, I don't really want to word this because i word this wrong it was it was a recent study that I was reading and it was the more of, um crying in males is more of an anger emotional effect like crying is, and this is not me trying to sound misogynistic, like crying is for females. Guys get aggressive, but that's also crying. But when cries, when guys cry, it's actually a form of aggression as well. Yeah. I I don't know. It just resonated with me. I was kind of like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of anger. When I get that upset, it's because I'm angry. Yeah. And uh, no, just, uh, just really, really related to that. And it also, it's a, was it a 1960? Yes. uh, (laughs) 19,
1: so the Cortina ran 1960 to, like late sixties, yeah. so That's good. frantic googling there. I'm sorry, I feel I let myself down for Absolutely not knowing that. Absolutely not. I, I got to top up blank. on my
0: bloody Felipe Massing yeah. lock. <laughs> I always think,
1: yeah, the '60s seems to come up a lot in motorsport yeah. and racing cars and stuff. So I just, I'm always like, oh, I think it's a '60s. I'm like, am I just thinking that because I? That's what most of them are.
0: I have to ask. Are you a big Top Gear fan, or were, or are, or, or Grand Tour? Jeremy Clarkson. And that? Yeah, I like yeah. It, yeah. I grew up watching Top Gear. Yeah, Do you, you watching the Grand Tour? or That. Yeah. It's yeah. because I think it's our actually the last one's coming out. Yeah. Next next year, Christmas. I don't know. I hope it's not the one on Christmas.
1: No, I think yeah, the last last special.
0: Yeah. Ah, I really like it. Like yeah, yeah.
1: I like it because it's 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 light. I find yeah. I like cars, but sometimes you watch some content and it's just too heavy. And they're just talking about like you know, like talk numbers. It gets very that that, I don't that, I don't
0: care about that.
1: They kinda had the nice balance between it being very informative but then yeah. funny. They, but they, at they the just same nailed time, that and the comedy just, aspect yeah. of
0: it so well. And like I think actually but I, personally I prefer the Grand Tour than Top Gear because mm. I kinda felt that when they had that the BBC's kinda stripped them back a little bit, when they kinda got a free it was like right.
1: Yeah. I listened to another podcast by Hennessy Performance and they're sort of car builders in America and uh, aftermarket tuners and they worked with both they worked with Clarkson at Top Gear and yeah. worked with him at Grand Tour and they said it was a completely different vibe like yeah, they said the BBC like really tried to control everything mm-hmm. and then at the Grand Tour they were just a bit like you know do, do
0: what you do You know you that's to, it yeah and, like how frustrating must it have been for like clarkson yeah well didn't he leave because he yeah. punched one of the yeah that was, the, was that the final straw yeah that was the final straw actually that was a quiz question that i put on the average saturday right that was 2015 was it? yeah it was 2000, 2015 that was the quiz question yeah right. somebody didn't cook a mistake right or it was something like that when it, or They'd got back to the hotel after shooting shooting, and he'd ordered a steak mm. and the kitchen had closed for steaks so or they'd ran out of steak so he punched his producer something like that. As you do. Right. Yeah. Better for Jamie Clarkson, you do. He's actually replied to me on Instagram before. Has he? Yeah, one of my Clinton fans. I've got a couple of celebrity little niggle wiggles. That's pretty good. And, guy. Uh, yeah, he's replied to one of my comments before. Uh, if you're out there, at Jezza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, us up. Um, what, what kind did you get the so, Obviously, CBT. So obviously I'm been a massive part of you, but what else do you kind of get up to outside of the work that has kind of helped you, you know, relax and kind of dare say kind of have a sense of normality.
1: Um, Lego. Yeah. I really like building Lego. Wow, models cool. Because I have this thing about always needing to achieve something. Yeah. And there's a very good phrase where it's like, if you're feeling guilty about relaxing, you're not relaxing. So with building Legos, it's enough to switch my mind off because I'm focused on it. But then I don't feel like I'm wasting my time because you know you have built something. Yeah. So Lego is always really important for me.
0: Could you could you sit? I'm just gonna, Can you sit down and watch a movie? Or Are you the type of person? That yeah, I love movies. You love yeah. right? Yeah, no. It's just because I I used to love movies, but since I've had a kind of like shitty time last year, it's something that I can't really do is sit for long periods of time because it's not that I feel fidgety. guilty. But I get just too fidgety. It's me anyway. I just get too fidgety. But I'm supposed to watch Napoleon later tonight.
1: Oh the um
0: yeah. oh, sorry Ridley i can yeah yeah i'm going to the cinema to see it <laughs> i'm not really <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think that's like 2 hours 10 2 yeah, hours it's 15 a Scott film so gonna i'm a really going to be pushing the boat out for me <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no I get, I get that like i i really i really like the lord of the rings films and the hobbit but i very rarely watch them because i always feel guilty about like wasting like wasting them you know? But in commas, three hours of my life
0: right, right, three hours long <laughs> but yeah it's
1: just and like something i funny enough, i said this to my wife tonight it was like we'll want we'll to watch a film and i'm like oh, i don't know if i have time or something but then we'll just watch like two episodes of an hour-long tv show yeah it's a film time no but it's it's a funny concept i'll do the same with i don't want to watch a 40 minute program yeah I'll watch a 20 minute program watch three episodes
0: yeah i'm um yeah, I'm so bad for like indecisions with TV that I'll sit there and I'll watch like three episodes of something that I never wanted to watch, and then I'll complain about the time that I just don't have time for the yeah. rest of the day to watch what I originally should have watched anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm heavy into YouTube stuff just now. I'm big big on that. Do you watch any kind of YouTube channels or anything? So I'm just generalizing conversation. I'm doing these quick five yeah. questions. Um,
1: I actually haven't watched YouTube for a long time. I was watching a few series, Donut Media, which was Cars. Uh, Coal Collective, which is cycling,
0: right? Okay, yeah, cycling. Like, yeah, I yeah. mentioned
1: that before. Oh, sorry. Oh, actually, no, I just mentioned Rafa. Cut this
0: section. Yeah. <laughs> there we
1: go. Um, so yeah, another thing I do is exercise. Yeah, um, really like cycling. It was again something that when i was that overworked i couldn't do so i was just so tired mm-hmm. and I, I stopped enjoying it to be fair i didn't touch i think the worst year i think i rode like 500 miles on my bike
0: yeah i remember you saying that right back to the start of the conversation um
1: and it, so being you know since sort of working on myself and getting better I've rediscovered it yeah and i like cycling because you can make it as hard or as easy as you want mm-hmm. so if you you know not feeling your best just go for an easy cruise just pick some flat roads and it just it does empty my mind yeah. it's about the only time my mind actually isn't full of something and that's yeah. another thing a cautionary of being self-employed or running your own businesses. you are thinking about it pretty much nine out of ten times yeah you know whether I'm thinking about what products I'm using or new services which is generally how it's going new techniques yeah so it's like normally when I'm cycling I just don't seem to my mind is surprisingly empty yeah because I will go when I was at like my peak, I'll go for, like, seven hours, eight hours. Wow. And people are like, do you not get bored? And I'm like, I don't.
0: No, I, I can really imagine don't. why you wouldn't get bored. I can I can appreciate that. You'd be seeing, like,
1: yeah, beautiful it, stuff all I the mean, time. Yeah, it's, it's one of the reasons why I, like, I didn't want to continue with the Marine Barge. I didn't want to move. Yeah. I love living here. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. It's so, like, empty. Yeah.
0: It's quiet. And,
1: yeah, and people are, like, people aren't as... There's something about Warwickshire people that is just—they're <laughs> very. I don't know what it is. Like people around here just don't really care. They're really chill.
0: Yeah, we're quite horizontal. Yeah. We are on the border. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, go for like quite long rides. Um, yeah. which I think was yeah you know, when it got like bad, I was just so frustrated. I couldn't do those long rides mm-hmm. anymore because I needed that. Yeah, but I think um, again, I've realised also about myself. like comfort eat. Stressy as well. Do you? Yeah. I, like, okay. I remember one of my friends telling me like, he was really stressed and he lost like a stone. I was like, oh, am not saying that's good or lucky. Same time, like I used to be 80 kilos and then I think at my worst I was over 100. Right, okay. And like really piled on the pounds. Yeah. I'm s- sort of getting a bit. No, you're good burnt. shape. You. You're
0: good shape. Um, Absolutely
1: good shape. So we'll get there. I got a few cycling challenges in the future plan.
0: Oh, nice one. That's cool. Like, yeah. Uh, I, you know one problem that I have really bad to have is turning my phone off mm. uh, at nighttime to emails, work texts, anything like that. Are you are you, can you like put down the phone and say right that's enough for the day, or are you as you say it's constantly on your mind? Is that a balance that you struggle with, or is it something that you you you're quite good on?
1: No, I I definitely struggle with it. I yeah. think I get quite sucked into. Sort of like social media Particularly Instagram Mm -hmm. I find myself sitting on that for quite a long time I'm bad on that too Um, So you've There does come a point where I'm like I'm just going to put it down Mm -hmm. And just try and focus on something else That's usually when like the film comes out Or a TV show Because it's just I just want to watch this So I do just put it away somewhere And not have it near me I find if it's near me I'll pick it up But um, Yeah it's And social media Like it's a funny one like it's how I advertise myself, how I get a lot of work, but at the same time, it can be like really bad for me yeah. because I see what people who are so far ahead in their detailing careers are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not like good. I need to be doing that Yeah. kind of
0: thing. Self-doubt talk comes yeah. coming back in.
1: I remember I had this picture. It was a nice looking down the back of a car and it was a nice background and you could see loads of swirl marks on the taillights, the yeah. red taillights. And then it happened to that day of seeing someone had corrected that and it looked really good. And I put it up and then I deleted it because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like the swell marks. And I was just like, said to myself, I was like, it, was it in to have its swell marks taken yeah. out of the headlights? No, it was in just, that, that's not the service you offered. So yeah. don't worry about it. And yeah, I do yeah, find, I spend ages, it's funny enough, I went to a wedding. I have a friend who has also started their own business. And we both said like, how much time do you spend on your social media content and they just went like ages and you get like three likes yeah. it, when you put something out like that, it's like putting yourself out there.
0: Oh, trust me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think, and like some of like the reels I do, like you watch them and you probably think, Oh yeah, that's nice. I've spent ages doing that. And yeah. it's gotta be, so you do just kind of like fiddle around with it. Oh, I mean, you probably, you must get it.
0: Oh, 100%. Like it, breaks you yeah. at times when you put something on there I mean the amount of um, my archive history on his yeah. Instagram is full like yeah. Um, yeah. I get a lot of self in fact you know a lot of the time uh, podcast is obviously the exception but the a lot of my, original, my first videos that I've done I've still never watched them back I won't because <laughs> oh, I, nah. yeah. I'd be so self-critical of myself and uh, I can't allow myself to go into that sort of yeah. realm because if I'm self-critical, what's everybody else thinking? Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember like I was getting quite down and out about it all. And I said, like, oh, look at this this guy on Instagram. I said to my wife, like, look, look at how amazing all this stuff is. Look at the cars he's getting. Look at yeah. his studio he's got. And she was like, okay. And then she scrolled all the way down to the bottom for his first few posts. and was like, this is where you are now. Yeah. Look at his stuff now and I was like that actually looks very similar to my stuff yeah you know no one wakes up being able to do everything no you just you know I remember like the first few pictures I took like aren't as good as the ones now that's Mm -hmm. just only after a year yeah you just gotta start somewhere well
0: yeah that's I've I've, I've got to ask as well the reason I asked about you know being able to turn off is it is it quite physically demanding yeah yeah because obviously that must be quite hard for you like how do you back off the burnout if that's the way to ask that question yeah it's
1: funny we're talking about like changing perspectives so sometimes like I'll have quiet times mm-hmm. and instead of like stressing about the quiet times I enjoy them So I'm like you do do a physical job yeah just relax yeah you know just, just chill out yeah but, um,
0: so it's got to be quite physically like it is because you are yeah and All over the place.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of it isn't at an ideal height either. That's what I mean. Particularly yeah, yeah, interiors, you do, you do find yourself...
0: Do you feel a lot of, Do you get a lot of pain or anything like that? No, I'm or quite you, conscious. Yeah.
1: I do always try and keep my back straight. You yeah. know, when you're sort of as if you're um, like squatting. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. You always keep your back straight. I kind yeah. of pop my hips out yeah. when I'm like hoovering. Ah, yeah,
0: Just that's, to that's keep cool. So you're, you're not constantly bent so over. So smart to be linking the two together as well. Yeah. I've got a
1: good little... Um, Table on wheels that I wheel out, so then when I take the mats out, yeah, that goes on there, so you're working at like a natural, yeah, Cause it's because I, I mean, it I'm, is
0: tiring. I'm 36 now, and I'm feeling my joints go, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just forewarning you in four years' time, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, people ask, like, what's it like <laughs> to turn 30? I was like,
1: everything, like, something hurts every time you wake up in the
0: morning. My knees, my, <laughs> my knees are sat out that's yeah. like, placed out the way, <laughs> yeah, need, it's knees and lap. but
1: no, it is physically demanding, yeah, and also, like, if I'm doing like a long day I remember doing this black car and it was machine polishing it was the first time in early days on that yeah. and I worked like quite long hours on it and I went to bed at night and I closed my eyes and I could see the spotlight that I use the um, call it uh, inspection light yeah. and when I closed my eyes that's all I could see it's a bit like when you go for a long drive at night mm-hmm. and you see like the headlights it's, it is quite physical both yeah. on on that
0: but yeah, I and um, sorry just to go back maybe around about 10, 15 minutes, if you can remember, I was talking about what kind of stress eating, comfort in mm-hmm. What kind of was your your stress food, comfort food kind <laughs> of balance? If you don't mind me asking, you
1: just anything, anything sugary. Anything, I, okay, def- I
0: struggle with sugar now. So, 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 sorry, after do you, uh, do you drink?
1: No, um, no, I'm borderline, teetotal. If you had to put a label on it, yeah, that would be. Cool. I do quite like craft beers and ales, right. but I don't really drink that yeah, often to a point like, when people ask like medical questions I just put like zero units a week because to be honest that is it yeah there was yeah there's a few times I might have like a gin and tonic but it's it's always just one
0: yes yeah. Yeah. because I just uh, say that every day I only ever I'd only ever drink now if I felt like it um but ever since I've stopped drinking I've noticed that my sugary food oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we're through right. the roof honestly right. man flapjacks flapjacks Anything chocolatey. And chocolate for me. I love chocolate. It. Yeah. Right. See, chocolate's bad for me. Well, like I'm bad with okay. chocolate. But see, since I get like Haribos and anything like that, that is just my crux. Like, I'll go for two bags of Haribos a night with these on yeah. some nights.
1: I can't do anything that's like family size of sharing. Yeah, just, yeah i yeah, always yeah, yeah, tell like yeah. my wife just please don't buy it i think she bought like a tub of heroes and they've gone see i'm not that strong yeah i'm pleased to buy it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think like at some point oh, i swear like i was eating just just sugar oh, it God, was like sass. one spoon in the tea one spoon in the mouth i don't know why
0: just, <laughs> oh no just pure sugar yeah <laughs> my friend has sugar cubes at his house <laughs> I'm just I was just because like... that. yeah, you're the one that you have like a brown sugar cube and then to make up for the brown you have a white sugar cube
1: yeah, brown. <laughs> I'm a connoisseur it comes to brown sugar is much better than white sugar. Oh, okay. Uh, just, I don't, Yeah, I think it was just that. I don't know. It's just comfort eating, isn't yeah, it? You just it
0: is. so you get stuck in it though because you don't see it as a problem. Like, I, I I never see it as a problem.
1: It was too quick for me. Like I yeah. got home and just pounded like three chocolate bars before I'd even like noticed. Yeah,
0: but, but it, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Kit Kat so, junkies. Oh, well, Kit Kat junkies. Because I, like, went for the stage, have you ever, um, after, I'll just ask, so, like, off that, have you ever had, like, any kind of, like, appetite suppression or anything with, like, obviously with what's gone on before with your mental health or, no, yeah. it's always no. because like, I'm always that. Yeah. It's a bit I struggle with, like, I go for days without eating sometimes. No, I've never, uh, never done that, I've always. It's rough, like, because yeah, I want to eat. Yeah. It's a horrible feeling because you want to eat, I'm like, I oh, can't, I want that, but nah just oh will not go down like...
1: Uh, oh, that's weird. I'm the other way. Like, yeah. definitely will just
0: keep eating. eating yeah, eating. definitely wish. I was like, well, I'm glad I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'd like <laughs> to Because <laughs> if I'm like that when I'm at when I'm I just want to know. I feel like that all the time. <laughs> it's
1: it's funny, actually. I was discussing this with my friend about like having a physical job and exercising. Yeah. I always almost kind of think a desk-based job, if you're training for, like, a marathon or something like that is better because your body's... Yeah, seated, and then you can focus. Like the amount of times I wanted to go on my bike, but it was just too tight Yeah. But then you're not really exercising, doing the physical work. Like it's not physical enough for it to be exercise. I know but what you mean. It's just about physical enough to be.
0: I know what you mean. Um, in the summer, let's say we work across to the peas, mm. uh, so we do a pea season, uh, <laughs> which is June to August, and then, like typically on a shift, I'll maybe do around about twenty-three 000 to thirty thousand steps. Yeah. So that's physically demanding, but it's not... Ex- like yeah. I don't, I don't see that as exercise. No. Like, it's not on the leg press. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's, it, you just don't really look at it the same way. and That, that poses issues, or it can pose issues, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Um, it, obviously, I think I've asked it before, but you kind of deal with that balance quite well. Obviously, with exercise as well, are you... Yeah.
1: I'd like to prioritise the exercise more. Yeah. I'd like to do it more, but um, I think, like maturing now it's kind of just at the moment it's like business like mental health and then the exercise will come 100% that's kind of how, how yeah. I'm approaching it now just not trying to stress about it yeah
0: that um, is it's sorry I was interrupted you there no it's fine <laughs> I've done many times this is such a nice kind of casual Sunday conversation I've really enjoyed this one okay. um
1: I think particularly cycling it's quite time intensive yeah I think for me to feel like I've I've done a ride, it needs to be over an hour. hmm And then by the time you get your kit on, get the bike out, it's muddy, I've got to wash it afterwards. Yeah. Going for a run, it's just a pair of trainers and you can't have back in half an hour. So oh, yeah. it is but I much prefer cycling and it's like Do
0: you see when you go, do you have like a plan in your head you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go, you know, sixty miles south and or yeah, yeah. you you're just gonna or you just uh, i the I have a routes of that it. I do. You have roots, yeah? Yeah. Oh, nice. I, do. I
1: think, funnily enough, like moving when I was in, I don't know if it was part of it or just a symptom of it, but when I was over in Edinburgh, I got bored of all my cycling routes. Okay. I don't know whether that was the mental side of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't get bored. I was just kind of bored yeah. of life, essentially. But like moving, I've started discovering new routes. Yeah. Um, I generally thought around here it would be flatter. But it's it's like yeah, it's deceptive, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> kinda, every time you want to get inland, you got to go up some kind of hill.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, that's my problem with running because you run inland. Yeah. <laughs> now, how is it so really by The coast. I don't understand. <laughs> We're a weird little place. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: when I was in, you could easily do like a cruise and like not really go up any hills, but yeah. like, getting out of it is hard. But yeah, I do. Someone asked me if I like track my running. Like running for me is very just natural. I just go out and do it. Yeah. I've got a loop that I do. And I just yeah. do it. I don't really know how far it is. I don't know how quickly I'm going. Mm-hmm. Cycling when I was really training for a couple of big events, mm-hmm. I was very numbers driven. Right, okay. And I was like analyzing that. And I was making sure my rides had a certain amount of altitude gained and
0: a certain uh, minimum speed and distance. That's what I just a oh, heart asked. rate. I was. Right, so I'm just going to ask there. How hard is it to base your heart rate versus your speed, um, or is it quite easy? It's quite easy. Is it quite easy? See, I just thought it'd be quite hard. Eh?
1: Yeah, you've got to remember, like when you're Cause, cycling, cause you have way more later. momentum. Yeah, as well, and you can back off. Yeah, that's true. Like it's once, so I use a Garmin computer and heart rate monitor, mm-hmm. and a couple of times I've gone out and it's not had any charge or it's died. I've really like. It's really weird cycling like Mm -hmm. that because you're cycling on feel. But like when you're going up a climb and you're like, oh, I'm kind of struggling on this. You look down, your heart rate's quite low. You're like, oh, I'm not struggling that hard. I can go a bit harder. Or sometimes you think I feel good and you look down, your heart rate's like through the roof. You know, I need to back off because it stops you blowing basically and hitting sort of going too much into the red. Mm. So it's quite numbers because yeah
0: it's gonna say you don't want to blow out that's one thing I've, I've tried to get rid of it for this high rock stupid thing that I've come up in March yeah, yeah isn't
1: high rock like that's uh, insane CrossFit isn't it
0: yeah I've heard I of am, it yeah but. I'm so not ready for it <laughs> <laughs> my problem is for stuff like this I jump in far Headford. too off yeah like when I done the Great North Run um I like signed up to like two and a half months beforehand I thought oh right, yeah be easy it's only 13 miles yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> i never ran <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then but I got got that done so like i know i can do it i know that when when i put myself exercise is weird for me um the reason i asked the question as well because the last couple of weeks i've stepped back from exercise because this has taken over mm-hmm. and it's like i enjoy now the fact that i can do that mm-hmm. whereas before it would be like you have to do you have mm. to, you, be, you have to do the exercise as well. You have to figure it. In, but you know what? It's fine. Yeah. just no, to, Now that we're a bit older, to think, you know, it doesn't expire. Like, <laughs> if, yeah. if it get to the gym today, it's not going to be the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely matured when I realised. Sounds silly, but like I remember saying to myself, "You're not a professional. You don't need to hit those numbers. Like, just, just go and enjoy it." Yeah. Because I'm always someone that like say idolises, but like the my inspiration comes from watching professional races yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, but like you know that's their job they're also like at the top of their form you know they're the best of the best it's
0: so stupidly hard yeah, yeah, yeah i'm never yeah.
1: gonna so i remember when i was in you know obviously you have strava which mm-hmm. you know yeah i was in warwick and the women's tour went up one of these climbs i was like i'm gonna compare myself oh, i didn't get anywhere near them but oh. i was absolutely flat out of this climb i was like minutes off them
0: it's crazy when you get into that. Yeah, of, uh, it's, it's like just that, that pure, com, pure comparison. Of, uh, I was not
1: pretty fit back then
0: as yeah. well. I was pretty light, so. Well, like I say, when I, when I done the Great North Run, I was raging that I didn't break two hours. Mm-hmm. Like I was so angry that I'd, and I, and basically what had happened, I'd set my my playlist mm. was two hours one minute. Yeah. So I knew when that playlist stopped and I ran out of music, that was it. I'd failed something had happened that the playlist went back to the start. Oh, so it looped. It looped, but I didn't realise. So when I went over the finish line, the music was still playing. I was like, yeah, 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 did yeah, it. It. yeah I've done it, I've done it, I've done it, and it. was like two hours four, or whatever it was. I was like, no. It yeah. can be, it can be, it can be. So I really want to come back and get it now, but I think Mo Farah did it then. Don't quote me on this, but I'm sure they do it in under an hour. The Great North Front. I'm sure it's around about 56, it could be shorter than that. That's a pace. And you're just like, how? Yeah. Like, You've got to meet how team, the big. hell did he, is that even possible that any human's just done that? Yeah. And like, ah, oh, man, it's incomprehensible sometimes. Though. Do you have any kind of, like, big inspirations, like, uh, bigger heads that you kind of look up to? Like, sporting or just general? Just in general, I suppose.
1: Ah, uh, big figureheads. heads.
0: Like, I think I've asked, uh, I think I've asked Alan this question before. Uh, so it's just quite a good question. Um, if you're to be at a dinner table and you've got three guests that are alive yeah well, that's a tough to... question
1: um I think James Cameron okay the yeah. director and I guess like Ocean Explorer yeah um um they're all gonna be actually quite nat- uh, environmental which is quite interesting oh okay. uh, yeah David Attenborough of course I mean he's gonna have like a thousand and one stories oh.
0: Could you even just imagine having a, a pint room? Yeah. Just one little, you know, half pint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, who would my third be? That's a tough one. Cause it's, it's tough because it's dead or alive. That opens up Yeah, to a lot well,
0: lot of the, well, I'm going to just ask this straight. Was Steve Erwin ever a hero of yours?
1: Funny enough, yeah, I yeah i guess so
0: yeah yeah no just, it was massive for me it's just marine biology and could just kind of like yeah your age i was like will it be steve Irwin in there as well
1: well funny i've picked up director. i don't know who my third was i've never i know this question but i've never given it much thought
0: yeah i i, I don't know i don't know my answer i think david ambrick would be there for me as well. i think well. he
1: would be there for a lot of people i think he has to be there um I guess I'm trying to like pick three people have similar interests so the conversation balances. No, you need, you need yeah, you need like this wild. person Oh, who's you, not you do. Say you, much.
0: you need the one that's going to be doing the shots of tequila on the side to slam <laughs> on the table though.
1: Crazy. One. I don't know. I can't think of a third. Yeah, now that's... I'm drawing blank on names. Oh well.
0: <laughs> um, now it's cool. Bro. I'm
1: still trying to think of the figurehead one, an inspiration. I don't know. I guess it sounds super corny, but I'm going to say it anyway. But like honestly, my dad yeah
0: man that's cool that's like, that's cool man
1: I've looked up to him like all my yeah. life and he was the one I remember when kind of people or like the rest of my family my aunt been quite worried that I'd had this massive career change and I remember hearing like just that one side of the phone call mm. and my dad just been like no I think it's a great idea and like he left school at like 16 and started yeah. his own business and like whatever I've been into he supported
0: 100% yeah that's you know. that's so having that like support behind you cause yeah. it is a it like it's it's a push yeah it's not just a little pat on the back in the right direction I mean, yeah family support it's a push in the right direction like like my mom's the one that drives us yeah like she's a driver everything and obviously sas yeah like, they drive me and especially when you're if you are a little bit susceptible to negative self talk that like them them figureheads and your people they're the one people that you, you need to listen to
1: yeah it was funny actually like. I remember when I went into I oh, put myself forward to volunteer my time at Petrohaven, Haven. I was like really quite nervous. Right, okay, yeah. Going in and I swear like I was just like oh and I just I just heard this like voice in my head and I swear it was like my dad's voice just being like just do it. Yeah. Because he was very much like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think yeah. It sound does sound very really corny, but I think my dad's a huge inspiration to me.
0: Let's go. I got another question for you that popped up off my Instagram just before the Q&A for you. Now you don't need to tell me the, the actual value, but what would be the most expensive car that you've been in? Being uh, in? Been in or detailed? Or? Um,
1: I did a six month six month old Porsche four by four recently. The Cayenne.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I know. It went a six month old. Yeah, it was six months wow. old. Yeah, that's, so like that's quite a special little. Uh, so it's not little. Yeah, it's <laughs> to be the most
1: expensive car I've ever been in.
0: Did you any really kind of do you, do you, have you ever given like rally driving a race and driving a goat? Like, have you ever done any of the where is it? The one just up past Edinburgh? Knock,
1: knock Hill. Knock Hill. I okay. did the Knock Hill rally experience. Have you? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah that was really good fun. That was um, my 30th present from my wife. Oh, nice. Nice. That was really good fun. That was
0: what when, when you get to drive there. Was that a sports car or was it the actual rally? I did the rally, so it was really? a, okay.
1: a modified Ford Fiesta. Oh, nice which was good fun. You go around this like scary little track. Um, no, it was good fun. Yeah, it was just all fun. And then what well, was kind of scary is when the coach takes you out. Right. Okay. And you kind of, A, I thought I was going around pretty quick. Yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. good at this. Like, where's my contract <laughs> coming up? And then like, he took me around. I'm like, oh, I'm well off the pace. Like, <laughs> this guy's quick. And then we did a hot lap with, it was an old guy. Like, he comes out like shuffling, yeah. like very thin. I think he was British national champion a couple okay. of times running wow. and then you go out in his car and it's quite an old car and I was like mm, this isn't gonna be that quick and I remember at Knockhill, Hill it has this massive drop-off mm-hmm. and um, coming up and it drops off and it hooks right, right as you go down I remember we were approaching this drop-off and I just remember thinking we're gonna go over there's no way this car's slowing down and he'd like hit the brakes hit the handbrake out a little bit back end flicks out and we just went around that was really good fun. so
0: impressive it's amazing how like, can you just can, like are you able to drive a little bit, like rallyish? Because I can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ballsy enough to anyway. I'm, I'm not saying on the normal road as well. but It's no. just like, it's just so scary. Like how quick I watched it, it was just popped up the other day. It was a reel, and um, I think it might have been you no know, the Isle of Man's the motorbike. Motorbikes, isn't it? I can't remember what it was, but how fast the gear changes yeah. in that. were how fast he was having to react. I'm like that poor guy. Yeah, I'd <laughs> be so casted. I think <laughs> it's yeah, I
1: really like rallying because there's something about watching a car go very, very fast on a surface it shouldn't be going fast. Yeah. On. That does. I wish, I wish rallying was like I follow Formula One, but I think I'd enjoy rallying more. But I find it really hard to follow because yeah. it's on at obscure times. There's no Formula One's easy. I it's, say,
0: it's not really. really i can't think of would it be eurosport that you'd have to go it's a
1: eurosport one i remember trying to tune in for highlights on that and it was like eight o'clock start and then i tuned in at eight and they were 45 minutes in because the live sport finished early so Mm -hmm. they just punted it on it's like well how can i like how do you know this
0: that's mad, eh? so like obviously round here rallying is (laughs) huge um jim clark your big fan yep yeah it was, yeah, I, was gonna say
1: it. I so when I first moved up here, it was when they'd stopped it. Yeah. For a bit, and then I remember they had that sort of like teaser one that was in winter. Mm-hmm. I really liked that one, and then finally got to see it properly.
0: Yeah, how was that? It was really good. Yeah.
1: It was really good. Uh, we saw it. You kind of you can do it how you want. You can chase it, mm-hmm. and they do designated areas as well. And we went to the night stage at Abbey Saint Bathans. Right, that yeah,
0: really that would cool. be cool. Yeah, I see all
1: the lights, and you can see the brake discs glowing yeah. when they go around the corner. That's a mental
0: little road up there as well, isn't it? Be, there used to be a—I not remember—might be there. There used to be a paintball in place really? right up on that road. Uh, yeah, because it's like so out of the way. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, it was like wood paintball. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really that would be really cool to go uh, to go a the rallying up there.
1: No, I'd like to, but I've never, never mm-hmm. got into it.
0: No. Um is there anything else that you would like to to cover today? No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, like gonna say, good chat. It's been a lovely chat. Um you've been a very honest well uh, very honest oh host, sorry. Right? You've been a very 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 honest guest and it's going to be tremendous value. Um to, to this podcast and yeah. to anybody listening. Um, I'm just gonna ask you, you know, any kind of words to anybody kind of stepping into the world of, of self-employment just now that's maybe a little bit, they're not too sure, they're maybe just on a little bit of the fence with that apprehension and self-talk.
1: Um, I definitely think what I said earlier about try and get out of this mindset of if you're not working, you're not earning. Yeah. But like, what you wanna do with when you're self-employed is like build that into your prices. Yeah. Because if you want to take a week off, yeah, you're not getting paid for that week mm-hmm. off. But so you kind of need to capitalize on yeah. the work you get. Um, just plan it. And like I think the big thing for me was just that, like, oh, what was if it fails? I, I, try and not use the word failure. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a good phrase someone said. It's like, what was it? It was like failures. No, what was it? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I hear that when you get really, yeah. really quick. You're like, no we'll edit this (laughs) Um, what was it something like losers give up when they fail winners keep going until they succeed yeah and it's like just because you do something the first time and it doesn't work doesn't mean oh it won't it won't the second time i think uh, i was talking to someone another like detailer and he said oh he had another business and it didn't work out there's there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. So, just I always, for me, it was a no brainer because it would bother me so much wondering what if mm-hmm. than if I just did it.
0: That's one thing. Do you, have a, do you have a problem trusting yourself sometimes?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you remember when we talked about those little yeah. ones to nines? The one that always was really high was like low self
0: esteem. Low self esteem. So, one thing that I got back from meditation was, uh, was the message that I need to trust myself more. to to make the right decision. Yeah. Stop relying on others to make them decisions for me. Start trusting your. Not trust your gut. There's a massive difference between trusting your gut and trusting yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trust your own. Trust what you want to do. Yeah.
1: I think yeah, and you kind of well, where I'm at now with it is, I know I've got a good product, <laughs> so you're work. very good at. It. Yeah, that's you know I Get that as a feedback a lot, which is yeah. great. So now we just move on to you know, something else. Okay. As I said, I never thought I'd have my own business, so I never really tried. So I started reading business books. You know, I've yeah. got a little book. At, you know, like if you are thinking about starting a business, pick one of those books up. Like, yeah. comment what it's called. Something along the lines of like starting a small business UK. Yeah. Just have a read and see what you think. Yeah, that's it. Or start it on the side. Yeah. You know, if, like a lot of people do, particularly detailers, just do it at the weekends. Yeah. You know, you're going to be really busy, but like, see how it goes. It was definitely and transition and it's something I have to tell myself that you you started this mm-hmm. from zero yeah like it's
0: that's it it's yours eh? it's your yeah. baby
1: yeah that's why I, I, I spent ages thinking about the name yeah. and when I first started out I was determined not to have my name in it yeah yeah
0: yeah <coughs> sorry I was throwing something <laughs> it's okay it's alright
1: so something I really struggled with was the name mm-hmm. of the business I really didn't want my name in it yeah. but then it's mine mm-hmm. so why not put your name on it yeah, that's exactly. kind of how I landed to that. yeah
0: be proud of it be proud of it you're certainly um, you're certainly going in the right direction and obviously if it's helping you along the way improve um, your quality way of life then keep going man because you're going to get better and like I say everybody will catch up again on this podcast should you want to come yeah. down here on another Sunday afternoon and spend a spend a random conversation with me and not random at oh sorry
1: <coughs> sorry, you know, when you really want to call, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 don't worry. I've been, you okay? Yeah, I should be good now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're we gonna edit this, but don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. Uh, I was uh, his
1: building is burning, so yeah, I sorry to interrupt.
0: No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, you've been absolutely brilliant, uh, and and thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, like say, um, this
1: has been, I was really nervous, but this has been
0: yeah super cool. Yeah, it's quite it's late couple. back in here, yeah. Uh, Quite laid-back person. I'm really introverted. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not too bad once you come inside. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's
1: great. It's been nice. I'm yeah. really pleased to come on. Yeah,
0: man. You've, you've been amazing. Uh, like I say, you're you a little bit nervous at the start, but yeah.
1: you're relaxed. It's like you said, when you first start you tense and you kind
0: of yeah, close to the mic. Close to the, and the mic and you're thinking, uh, The only problem that I have when I lay back in my chair, it's gonna fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get too laid back. So uh, we'll see you maybe March April time. Yeah, get back good. on the show and see see how you're getting up, see how you're getting on and we'll see how your business is getting yeah. on. Is how we're gonna how how we'll build that one. Okay, yeah. um, Adam, thank you very much, mate. No
1: worries.
0: Okay, cheers, cool. um, guys. I'd also oh actually I've got a present for you. No uh, way. Yeah, I'm going to give you a present that uh, J- uh, James passed on to me on Friday. Okay. Because you can get a gift from him. Right. So, because I've, I've got to carry on the message of being kind. Right. Bit, so, <laughs> something else so after this show as well. I've got to give you a guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a brilliant week. Uh, I'm really happy to get all these free shows done. Um, obviously, I'm going to go a little bit quiet now. I think I'm going to have a little bit of time off for myself with my wife and Bella for the Christmas period. But we are going to be back better than ever. Um... Until then, guys, this has been Andrew Willicks and the Borderline Podcast. Good night.